0: Good evening, brothers and sisters. I hope that you are doing well. <laughs> it's Steph. It is 5:30 uh, on uh, November. No, December the first. December the first. Now, we had a good month last month. We had a hundred and twenty thousand and ninety-one podcasts downloaded from the free domain radio site. There are still a number of people and a number of podcast sites out there wherein it is still pointing to my wife's uh, site, mississaugatherapy.com. So we had some downloaded from there. We had about 6,500 or 7,000 video views, which is one of the reasons I don't do the videos relative to the podcasts anymore. But um, it's, uh, it's been a good month. It's been a good month. A uh, few trolls, uh, nothing that can't be handled in a uh, decent way. So uh, just uh, thanks to everyone, of course, for joining. Thanks to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I know it's to mutual advantage, but hey, thank you. <laughs> so I wanted to go over something that, when we've touched on this before, I know it, but unfortunately now that we're cruising past 530, there's a little bing in the back of my brain as the podcasts uh, that have already been completed, uh, the, <laughs> the thread has now cracked, and it's sort of like you cut the cord of a big string of pearls, and they just all go bing, 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 down a little metal staircase and that's sort of what's happening to me with the uh, podcast and what's been <laughs> done and what's i've got a vague like before it's pretty precise now uh, I, I i don't know i don't have a clue i just roughly vaguely think that maybe we've done this before uh, but the question has come up again so uh, and, and so i'm going to take a different angle at it again because uh, answering the old questions in a new way is all i have left in the realm of originality so uh, sorry It looks like we're done. Uh, So it's like we're going to start the podcast again, but this time in Mandarin. Anyway. So the question is, how do I respond to somebody who says, but dude, dude, the government owns everything. And, you know, we live here uh, at the pleasure of our masters. And uh, how do we know that the government is justified in owning everything? Well, people vote the government in and the government owns everything. And this is uh, something which, of course, you will quite often get from a statist. Now, there are two package deals associated, I well, it's more than two, but just the two that we'll focus on today, is there are sort of two package deals that are included ir- irrationally in the word government, and there's a reason why people use the word government rather than, you know, dudes with suits or whatever, because government can be an abstract entity like God or culture or all this, that, that somehow not derived from the people it represents, right? Not derived from the instances it represents. So people like to say forest and then give give different categorizations to the, uh, the concept forest that completely contradict the nature of the trees and this is one of the reasons You know, I sort of sometimes think that mankind invented concepts to rule over others and they only later turned out to be accidentally useful through the scientific method and through logic. I think that concepts were actually just introduced to the human mind as a tricky way of fleecing and pillaging others and God knows God being one of them, God knows that concepts have uh, done more than just about anything else in terms of harm and good but uh, harm for the most part to the human species. So uh, that's sort of my theory of concepts. Concept formation is originally somebody invented, hey, if I call it a tribe, then everyone will obey me even after I get old and weak because it's the tribe. Oh, if I invent God, then oh, if I invent the government, then people won't notice that it's just people taking their stuff. They'll, it's the government. So there are two package deals that are included in the realm of government or the, the concept government, which are sort of relevant here. The one is it's not just people, right? It's not just people you're throwing a label on. And people without any differentiation, right, other than votes, uh, which doesn't differentiate the nature, right? Like if you and I uh, sit there and uh, we've got a horse, it's you and I in a field with a horse, and you and I say, we both vote that this horse becomes a unicorn, either A, it doesn't become a unicorn, or B, man, we're going to make a lot of money with your amazing power to transformography things. So I'm generally going to go with A, it does not become a unicorn, and of course, if you had the power to wish anything into anything else, you would not likely be sitting in a field with me, but rather in a massive palace with baby oil and replicas of Heidi Flies. No, not Heidi Flies. Wrong Heidi. Heidi Klump? Heidi Klump. Oh, Lord. Oh, that joke was, it had potential, folks. Um, but unfortunately, I clipped it. I clipped it, and it has rolled, and it has died. We shall move on. So uh, you don't get to vote to change the nature of reality. Right? Voting doesn't change the nature of reality. Right? That's why scientists don't get together at a conference and say, what do we feel like physics should look like next year? Right, And then they all sort of get together and chant and, uh, and uh, have speeches and vote and then say, well, you know, we've decided to repeal the, the law of gravity so I don't have to get a chin lift. So you know, you, uh, you uh, nature to be commanded must be obeyed, philosophy to be uh, commanded, or life to be commanded uh, must be obeyed with philosophy, philosophy to be commanded must be obeyed with logic and evidence, and so on. So, you uh, know that voting doesn't change the nature of reality. So, people like to invent concepts that they believe can be changed by willpower or can be changed by voting, right? So, the government is something that is composed of one group of people, right? And then, when you... Uh, uh, when you vote, the government sort of, imagine a shadow detaching itself from one man, hop-skipping and jumping over to another man and attaching itself to him, right? That's sort of what the government does when you when you vote, right? The government now, bing, the king is dead, long live the king, or as the anarchists used to say, hey, do you ever notice, no matter who you vote for, the government always gets in? And um, that's very true, right? I mean, that's sort of fundamentally true, that... What they say, what they mean when they say the king is dead, long live the king, is when the old king dies, they hold up the young king or the baby king or the child king and say, long live the king, right? Uh, because this king, uh, this essence uh, that, of course, has no reality whatsoever, this uh, imaginary shadow or penumbra or aura has flitted, uh, dissolved from one uh, man, whether living or dead, and the mental of power, the orderly transfer of power, yeah, orderly, right? Bribed transfer of <laughs> illegitimate and evil power, but. Um, this uh, sort of aura has dissolved from around one human being's uh, a sp- spirit or soul and has uh, flitted across like the shadow of Sauron and now attached itself to another human being. The only problem, of course, is that much like the soul, sort of supposed soul, leaving the body on death, nothing's actually changed in reality. It's all in this bizarre fantasy, platonic form, imagination of collective decision making that makes us think that some sort of legitimate transfer has occurred, right? It's just, okay, well, uh, now we're going to call this farmer God, we livestock, and we're not going to call the old farmer God. And uh, so, of course, the, the votes of the majority have no capacity to change reality. The votes of the minority have no wishes. You know, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride, as the old saying used to go. So that's sort of the one aspect of government that obscures uh, things, is that uh, government's just a people. It's just a, it's a label that you give to a bunch of people with no physical differentiating characteristics. Like at least if you say Orientals, then there's at least some physical differentiating characteristics, such as uh, an affinity either for math or breakdancing. But if you... uh, So at least there's a physical characteristic, or at least if you say short guys, then there's some physical differentiating characteristic there as well, or bald guys or whatever. But uh, if you even George Clooney lookalikes, there's going to be some differentiating characteristics. But government shares no differentiating characteristics other than uh, a bizarre maze-like rule uh, rule book that has been followed by a bunch of people uh, which has the rules of which have no existence in reality. It's not like the rules of democracy are like the rules of physics. It's all just a made-up bunch of stuff for an imaginary game where you don't even volley with real balls. But this uh, fact that it's just people is obscured. The second thing that's uh, obscured by the um, the existence of a concept called government is government is believed to have some sort of geographical Representation, or it's supposed to represent some sort of geographical area, right? And, of course, in people's minds, it does, right? Like, there's this map with different colors on it, which means nothing, right? Just look at the photo from space. I think all you can see is the Great Wall of China, and when my sunroof roo- when my, when my sun is open and the sun is shining, uh, my forehead. So, um, this combination of believing that it's an entity, the government, that somehow is not just... A bunch of people that you've put a a, a label around in your own mind and not even in reality, and through the attachment of that label to them, have changed none of their physical properties. That's sort of the one thing that it obscures. And the other thing it obscures is it has an association with a geographical region. The sort of idea of government is uh, from sea to shining sea uh, across a... uh, uh, differing degrees of gulag slavery status for each of the hapless citizens, but uh, it doesn't. Uh, neither of those things are true in reality, right? A concept can't own property, right? A concept cannot own property. Uh, that's sort of pretty funny, right? I mean, uh, it's sort of like saying, I'm not going to pay my taxes to the government, I'm going to pay my taxes to America, right? Where would you. Uh, where would you mail those? If you just i got to pay my taxes to America. I'm going to pay my taxes to Yemen or to England or to Australia, thanks to the guy who sent me this email. I posted this week. It was pretty funny. Good old, good old Australian. Um, you, if you said, well, I pay my taxes to America. So you put your money in an envelope and you uh, close up the envelope. You put your return address on. And where do you mail it to? Well, you can't mail it to any place because America is a country, right? So... Uh, how is America going to cash the check, and blah, 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 right? I'm sure you... I could go on, and and I'm sure you know that I could, but uh, but I won't, because uh, I'm moving at a fair clip in traffic, so there's no need for... well, endless tangents. Some, some, naturally, but not endless. Anyway, I don't think so. Well, we'll see if we hit a traffic jam. Ooh, look at that. I've made a tangent about how I don't need to make a tangent. Oh, it's all too postmodern for words. So, um, clearly... Uh, if you can get people to imagine that there's some entity that people represent that is both uh, superior to or abstracted from their physical instances, like an individual politician guy, and also that it has some sort of geographical uh, limiter or some sort of geographical representation, then you're kind of at this place where you can get across the idea with less difficulty. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to sort of bring it down. But you can get this idea across that the government owns all the land. And we we are merely tenants. We are merely the recipients of the government's largesse. And much like a tenant or a uh, renter must pay the landlord, we must pay the government for the privilege of not going to jail. And so on. Now, it's not uh, too hard to try and solve this conundrum. I mean, it's hard insofar as we've got all this nonsense propaganda and so on, but it's not hard, like, logically to to deal with this problem or this conundrum. So the first thing that you do is you say, okay, well, what is a government, right? I mean, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I used to when I was, uh, when I was a student. Well, I guess a student in school. I <laughs> to just a student in my car. I would go up to people who were like in third or fourth year poli sci, or even grad students in poli sci, and I'd say, uh, "What's a state? What, what is a government?" Right? And you'd get this thousand-yard stare, and people would mumble something about, you know, a, a group of people assigned power by the will of others, and blah 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 blah, and all the whoever you vote for, or you know, whatever, right? Uh, it's whoever called themselves the government, or it's the exploiting masses who serve the capitalists, right? You get all this sort of stuff, right? None of which had anything to do with uh, what the reality of it was, right? Because the true answer of, of what is the government? Well, the government is a is a is a myth. The government is a fable. The government is a species of imagination, right? The government's like saying, "What is Narnia?" Well, Narnia is a fantasy. Right? <laughs> it's like it's just a uh, it's a fantasy. Like at least a um, a forest uh, has like wraps around something that has distinguishing characteristics, right? So the concept of forest or the concept of fishes or whatever, at least it wraps around something, or oriental or short, as we would mentioned, or, or, or bald. It wraps around something that has a distinct characterization to it, right? So short guys are, you know, all under, what, I don't know, five foot two or something or five foot four. And so at least there's some differentiating characteristic. It's not that the concept short guys exists in reality, but at least it describes something that has some discrete uh, or measurable elements that differentiates it from, say, tall guys or dead guys or whatever. I guess you have short dead guys or Napoleon and so on. But a government is is pure fantasy. right? government is pure fantasy. right? A government is exactly the same as if I said, uh, I have an imaginary tribe of 10 random people I call the Screaming Banshee Merchants. right? <clears throat> what is it that differentiates the Screaming Banshee Merchants uh, from everyone else? Well... S B M. Hey, it's my initials. Look at that; it's all coming together now. My middle name is with the basil. So, the screaming banshee merchants, right? It's like, well, how do I know uh, which ten people are? It's like, well, I just make them. I, mean, I just make them up in my mind. Sometimes I don't even know them. Sometimes it changes from one person to the next over the course of a day, right? So, when we would say, well, what is the definition of screaming banshee merchants? It's like, well, there is no definition of screaming banshee, banshee merchants. It's an arbitrary. A collective concept that's simply made up and is not derived from any physical or real characteristics, and of course it doesn't really matter how many people vote for the screaming banshee merchants or how many people imagine that they exist or believe that they exist. It still is a completely arbitrary, and we know it's arbitrary because it's not. It doesn't include any uh, logical or physical characteristics that are objective, right? Other than a bunch of people voted for whatever, right? So it's like if I have a, uh, if I, as I've mentioned before, if I'm a biologist and I say that I'm going to define a fish as something with the feathers that flies in the air uh, and lives in trees, then obviously a fish, the concept fish doesn't really mean anything. And if I then define it also as a song and I define it as tree bark and I define it as the emotion of uh, whimsical trepidation or bemused resignation and it is also one of my teeth, Right. Clearly, the concept doesn't really make any sense. But at least those are descriptions of things with discrete elements. Right. Um, if I just say, well, I have Alf. Uh, uh, you know what? I think you get the idea. Right. So, a government is a is a mere fantasy. Right. The government is a merely is it a completely arbitrary made up fantasy. It's like uh, classifying unicorns into different kinds. It's like, well, how real is that? Nonsense. Maybe it's an interesting mental exercise if you're absolutely completely bored and get to live forever. You could come up with the, uh, uh, the family tree of unicorns uh, on the moon in 12 dimensions or something, right? But it's like coming up with a Dungeons and Dragons campaign <laughs> when you live alone. I mean, I guess, well, at least then you end up with something physical, but of course government is purely imaginary. So... Uh, th- th- that's the real answer, right? The real answer is government is is nothing. Government is is a, is a species of arbitrary fantasy. Uh, it's not even objective fantasy. So, what uh, what does this sort of mean? Well, can my group of screaming banshee merchants uh, own property? Do I do I make up? So I say, okay, these twelve people who are my screaming banshee merchants, they own everything. <laughs> Right, they own everything, and everyone has to pay them rent. And I'm one of the screaming banshee merchants. And you owe me rent, and you better buy me a drink, right? <laughs> right, or I'm gonna, or I'm gonna attack you. hold a gun to your head and throw you in jail, where you'll get raped. I mean, it's quite serious, but it's also pretty funny in the definition of it, right? So uh, if I get to sort of just make up, and they say, well, that's not valid, right? That's not valid because because you didn't vote for them. But that, of course, is not the reality of the situation, right? I mean, this is the fundamental cause and effect backwards thing that people get when it comes to the state. Um, The government... government, uh, Governments don't exist because people vote for them, right? People vote for them because they exist. I mean, this is a very fundamental cause and effect that's pretty clear, right? I mean... (laughs) um, If I say these screaming banshee merchants that you should uh, you should vote for them, and they'd say, well, why would I bother? Like, well, they don't even exist, right? Uh, and, and why would they, you know, and, and the, they would have to, let's just say we could agree that, that they would have to be voted on, right? Then why would you bother to vote for the Screaming Banshee merchants? Well, it would be because of two things. Either A, the Screaming Banshee, I just call them SBMs, right? The SBMs would have either the power to throw you in jail, or they would have the power to reward you. Right now, having the power to throw someone in jail requires that you have a police force and uh, a jail center and all this kinds of stuff, right? And it also helps a hell of a lot if you have public schools which have indoctrinated kids into the ultimate virtues of the SBMs and so on. Strategic ballistic missiles, screaming banshee merchants, Stefan Basil Molyneux. I feel a haiku coming on, but I will resist. So in order to be able to threaten people with jail for, for, or, or to uh, provide them with rewards, you have to already have money. Right? You have to already have taken money. Right? You have already, the screaming, the SBMs must already have power in order to have anybody be interested in voting for them. Because right? I, if I said, this, the SBMs, you should come and vote for them, it's like, well, what are they going to do? They're not going to do anything. How is voting for them going to change my life? Well, it's not going to change your life in any way, shape, or form. It's like, would you like to vote for my imaginary herd of unicorns? Well, why? <laughs> what would the point be? They're not going to have any effect in the real world. It's, you know, uh, getting an agnostic to vote uh, is uh, not too sensible, right? Uh, to vote to, you know, it's like, getting, try, trying to, it's like trying to get an atheist to pray or an agnostic to pray. It's like, well, what's the point? There's no possibility that anything is going to affect things in this realm, so why would you, right? It would be a complete contradiction. So the only reason that people vote is because governments exist and have power already. Right? That much we know. Right? That, there's no question of that. Because if you want to start, I mean, <laughs> the Libertarian Party knows that, right? They can bestow no favors except on the general population, and they can punish nobody because no, they can't bribe anyone enough to vote for them, so they're not going to get into power that they thought they can't reward their friends and punish their enemies and blah, blah, and then and get that ever-escalating power and so on. Right, So, you know, big businesses and uh, the war contractors vote for the Republicans and the, the unions and the teachers and all the social civ- the civil servants, they vote for the Democrats. And, you know, why? Is it because of some objective philosophy? No, because they have particular benefits that they're going to get out of the, those in power. So saying that voting legitimizes government is completely ridiculous. People only vote for government because government already has power. And the greater the power the government gets the more certain people or certain special interest groups are interested in manipulating and controlling the political process right so the idea that voting provides legitimacy to the government is ridiculous it's like me, it is it's like me saying vote for my imaginary unicorns and then i'm going to fill it in with people later and uh, nobody would even bother because like forget it i'm not interested so the government has power, and then people vote for it in order to redirect the, the sort of the, the stolen money that the government can get from people that, to redirect it to themselves. That's why people vote, right? So, voting does not legitimize government. Voting is a result of governments already existing and being able to bestow favors and punish enemies. So uh, there is no legitimization that occurs through the act of voting. There is a redirection of income that occurs through the act of voting, for sure. Or, if not directly, indirectly, a sort of feeling of, of threat. Or, you know, like if you, if, you, uh, if you want more social programs, so the tradition goes. Though I don't really think it's true in practice. But the, the myth, right? The fairy tale is if you want more social programs and a softer stance on crime and a kinder and gentler redistribution of income, then you vote for the left wing and then if you want... Uh, War and toughness on crime and fewer economic controls and and, uh, union bashing, then you vote for the right wing and all this, that, and the other, right? Uh, So, I mean, that's sort of why people do what they do. It's because the government already exists and has power. So the question then becomes, of course, uh, does everyone have this power, right? Because if, uh, like, who is it who nominates and creates the government to begin with? Well, of course, there's lots of theories that lots of people have made up. And I know I've done a podcast on this before, so I'm not going to. Uh, Lots of nonsense that people make up about a social contract and so on. But basically what happens is that people say that government has legitimacy because people want it to have legitimacy. Right? Government has legitimacy because people want it to have legitimacy. That's the great lie of voting, right? And that, of course, is pure nonsense, right? I mean... Because if the government had legitimacy, genuinely had legitimacy, then you wouldn't need taxation. right? It's exactly the same as the farmer saying, but my tigers want to live in, the, in this 10 foot by 10 foot square. And the reason that I know that they want to live in this 10 foot by 10 foot square is because they don't leave it. They voluntarily stay in this 10 foot by 10 foot square. And then you just sort of look at it and you say, wow, you have electrified barbed wire And snipers that shoot them in the poor, in the poor, in the poor, if they step outside the 10 foot by 10 foot square. And you say, well, you're sure, but the tigers want that. Right? The tigers want that. It's like, but if the, so you're saying the tigers want to live in a 10 foot by 10 foot square, and so you have barbed wire, it's electrified, you have snipers that are going to really screw up the, they're going to kill the, um, the tigers if they try and step outside the 10 by 10 square. And the farmer says, Well, sure. And it's like, Well, if they want to live in the 10 by 10 square, why do you need the snipers? Well, I just, I'm doing what the tigers want. It's like, But you're not understanding the problem. If the tigers want to live in the 10 by 10 square, why do you need the snipers? Well, it's not me who wants the snipers, it's the tigers who want the snipers, right? It's completely contradictory. If the snipers want to live in a 10 by 10 square, you don't need snipers. If the tigers don't want to live in a 10 by 10 square, then the snipers are not legitimate, are not chosen. And it's a fundamental thing around the state, which is so impossible for so many people to understand. Or it seems impossible. I'm sure it's got something to do with the family. I'll check with Christina. But, but this is the fundamental contradiction of the state that just screws everybody up. Right? And this is what the state is simply can't grasp. And you'll go round and round and round... Like a whirlybird helicopter blade, uh, when you uh, when you try and talk about this with status, right? So they'll say, "Well, the government is legitimate because people choose it." It's like, okay, then why does the government have to force people? Why does it get to? Why does it? Why does it need to indoctrinate them? If they genuinely want the government, then they people will simply give their money to the government, right? That's what people want, and and if they don't want it, then the government deploying force can't be called chosen right? You're either raping or you're making love. You don't get to rape someone and then say, but she wanted me, right? I mean, that—that that, we get the immorality and insanity of that very clearly at that level, but it's very hard for people to get that with the government for some reason. I, I, I mean, the moment I heard the idea, I was like, well, of course. How could anyone even, like I was 15 or 16, is like, how could anyone even think otherwise, right? But then you sail off saying, oh, well, I'm going to enlighten you in the way that I was enlightened and bang, you know, you get to, it's like, hey, get back in the 10 by 10 square and pretend that you love it. We don't talk about these things. You're wrong, you're evil, you're bad, you want to, uh, all this sort of stuff. We all, we all know this. We've all been there. So, uh, the first, you know, the first thing that it obscures is the fact that it's a, it's a cage and it's livestock and it's shooting people and it's throwing them in jail and so on, right? So, uh, if it was, you know, and then they say it's voluntary, right? That's a fundamental thing. It's a fundamental lie that occurs, right? And then they say it's geographical in nature. Which is also just fascinating, and that's what gets the ownership, right? That's what gets the ownership. The voting gets the ownership of people, and the geography gets the ownership of property, right? These are the two sort of central lies that the state, the concept of the state obscures. Because, of course, the question is, why there and no further, right? The 49th parallel between Canada and the U.S. It's like, well, why there and no further? Why, why, why? What is the difference between this inch of ground and that inch of ground that... This imaginary entity ownership ends there and starts. There's no physical difference whatsoever, right? So uh, no no difference in kind and all that, right? There's no big sort of different dimension that pops up in Canada. So what's the difference, right? And, you know, everybody kind of gets that that's where the Canadian government stops shooting you for not paying your taxes, and the American government starts shooting you for not paying your taxes, right? I mean, it is uh, exactly the same, as we all know, as the... Uh, the electrified fence between two um, two farmers' herds of cattle. And there is no reality to it, right? I mean, you could say the farmers own the cattle and the farm. I mean, I'm not going to get into animal rights here, but um, the problem is here... I mean, the reason the farmer uh, and the cattle thing works to a small degree in terms of understanding people's relationships to the state. But, of course, the problem is that uh, the state doesn't do anything. The state doesn't have any existence. The state is a species of rank fantasy. Because it's saying that these people uh, have this magical ability that is granted to them by others to own everything in a particular geographical area, and of course that's completely ridiculous, right? I mean, if you're sitting down, you, uh, you, and an end capital, like an NCAP or another anarcho-capitalist friend, are sitting down with a statist uh, for dinner, and you know, you say, um, "We own, like, we own everything in this area, so give us your wallet." Right. We own from here to the next table, just past you. We own to the back of your chair. Now give me your wallet and your pants. Well, I'd love to meet a statist who would ever go through with that. But, of course, they would just say, well, that's ridiculous. And you'd say, well, why? Why? Why, why is that ridiculous? Right? It's like, well, because you don't own this. It's like, no, no, we have voted and we own it. And he would say, well, I don't want to submit, or blah, blah, blah. Maybe he'd be a real honest guy and give you his wallet and his pants, in which case uh, you'd go and donate it to Free Domain Radio. Not the pants so much, but the wallet. And this, of course, is quite funny, but it's also genuinely serious, right? I mean, why is it that one group of people, and is the fundamentals of the argument for morality, why is it that one group of people gets to have this amazing uh, power that uh, is considered to be justly bestowed on them by the voluntary actions of others, or voluntary beliefs of others through the act of voting, this magical power to, to just, bing, they own everything. They just own everything in a geographical region. Everyone else has to pay them. And then, bing, another group of people suddenly own everything. I mean, it it's really is a psychotic fantasy, right? That, that reality is somehow changing based on whim, right? Then, uh, dem, democracy is fundamentally psychotic and, and deranged in its, in its idea of the permeality of permu, uh, perm, permutability. There we go. permutability of reality based on whim, right? Like the... Um, the psychotic uh, thinks that he can fly and throws himself off a, uh, unfortunately, it's uh, not often too high a thing, right? The psychotic imagines he can fly, imagines he hears voices and then thinks that they're really there and this and that, right? And He thinks that his, you know, what, what occurs inside his head is this fundamentally changing reality. And uh, democracy is a psychotic fantasy, you know, in a social context, right? That, that what we will uh, some, somehow changes reality and changes the you know, fundamental moral natures of other human beings, like the leaders and the politicians, all those sort of things. So, uh, of course, that that basic principle that, you know, if there are two of us and, you know, we vote to own everything that you've got or at least half of what you've got would be laughed at. Right. It's like, well, how come you get to own stuff? It's like, well, we voted for it. Right. I mean, that's kind of funny. Or, you know, at a more at a more sort of funnier level, or at least for me, funnier, if you're just having an argument, you can say, um, well, let's let's all vote on whether the government is legitimate or not. Right, and then there's three of you at a table: two AnCap's and a Statist. And you say, "Well, we're going to vote." And then the two AnCaps vote that the government is illegitimate, and it's like, "Well, sorry, the government is now illegitimate because we voted for it. Illegitimacy, right?" And the Statist is then going to say, well, "No, the government's not illegitimate, right?" And it's like, "Well, why?" You, he's going to say, "Well, you can't just make the government illegitimate by sitting there and and voting, right?" It's like, but. If you can make the government legitimate through the act of voting, surely you can make the government illegitimate through the act of voting. And since there are two of us here saying the government is illegitimate and only one of you saying that it is, surely now I don't have to pay taxes. right? <laughs> because why would it be different depending on the number of people that that vote for it, right? I mean, everybody wants all these big abstracts, the majority, the state, the country and all this. But it all comes down to individuals, right? And that which is writ large should also be testable in a smaller sense, right? So. Again, all of this stuff is just kind of funny. I mean, it's like a ridiculous kind of joke that's thrown at people to to try and get them to believe all this silliness, right? And and that's why there's so much pomp and circumstance and flags and anthems and all this kind of stuff. But it's just, I mean, the same thing happens with church, right? I mean, uh, church has its songs and its uh, pageantry and so on. And all of it's sort of specifically designed to make people uh, think that a whole bunch of nonsense exists that doesn't even remotely exist. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, I uh, had a bit of a dip into the boards today. i pretty busy at work, so I don't have much time. But uh, I certainly appreciate, uh, appreciate everybody's uh, four new members the last 24 hours. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. I look forward to it uh, continuing, and I look forward to your donations. Uh, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon.